You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. The two in the way, diving at it, man. Three, Beasley. Russell for the lead. And was hold on. Oh, oh my goodness. Edwards thinking three and popping a three. The screen and the two. The biggest lead for Minnesota. Picked up by Beverly and all she wrote. The Timberwolves are going to the play. Hold on. Hold on. Here it is. Here it is. Wave it to the flag. Wave it. It's just out. There you go. There it is. That's how you wave it. I gotta show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I gotta show you what it looks like. Shoes are off. Shoes off. Shoes off. Shoes off. Shoes off. Take that TNT. Shoes off. Game over. Telling Minnesota sports fans they shouldn't celebrate a team that's stuck for that long. You know. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I want to join the fun. I got a slipper. <laughs> <laughs> slipper's off. Everything off. No, not sure. All right. Honestly, you know what? Screw TNT, man. I, and I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows on television or streaming or whatever. But like, are you guys these people this morning? Are you kidding me? Celebration shaming Timberwolves fans? Get over yourself. Yeah. Act like you've been there. We haven't well, <laughs> in like 17 years. Not to mention that, but why are you clowning Pat Bev? Like, Pat Bev just beat his – he literally beat a team that said, yeah, you know what, thanks, but you're gone. You're too old. You're broken down. Like, like he went through the litany of why he was crying and why he was like, F the Clippers. Uh, you know – like, why are you clowning that? Like, Pat Bev's a respected guy. I know. I know. And by the way, if my internet's being weird, just just shut me up and you guys can carry on here. But, like, Pat Bev came in, what, in September? There's even a tweet with receipts. And he said, manifest Thursday, back on, like, September 21st. We will make the playoffs. We will make the playoffs. Yes, he did. And so he's, you know, listen, that's his old team. He felt like he got lowballed on a contract, and so he has to be traded. Yep. And talk all the trash you want, man. You brought Pat Beverly in for that last night, right? Yes, for him exactly. to be exactly. the emotional heart and soul to help throughout the season make this team believe that they can win a game like that last night. The Timberwolves buffet. <laughs> I'm at the <laughs> Wolves the victory <laughs> buffet, yes. <laughs> Give me a little basketball knife, oh. a little fork. I love it. Well, this is, if you're new... Or, uh, or even if you're not, this is Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy as needed, celebration. If you missed Wolves' vent line last night, it was just an hour of celebration. Judd was courtside still at Target Center. Uh, before we get into our Timberwolves pie chart of praise and write that down predictions, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a cat conversation too. What was, for the people that weren't watching or listening to vent line last night, what was the arena like? for the people that weren't there last night. Absolutely electric. So I walked in there right after the Wolves had taken the court for pregame warm-ups. So just the context there, warm-ups. The arena was, the lower bowl was full. The upper deck was getting crowded. Everybody in the lower bowl was standing up, and it was electric. It was electric. And the frustration about the refereeing actually caused the crowd to grow more intense. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, people here, one, are starved for just period good teams. So, yeah. like, forget the Wolves. Uh, but the basketball fans in the state are so starved for, like, the Gophers to, to be, be good, which they have not been in a long time, or for the Wolves. And there is, there is a huge community of basketball fans. Like, we know that. We know that. And they're looking for, like, the Division One team or the Wolves to be relevant. Not, I'm not even saying good. Relevant. 
And they got that last night, and the crowd was fantastic. And that's part of why I, I keep saying, you know, clown a team that is expected to be good and disappoints, but Wolves fans deserved what they got last night. Yeah, and you know what? Way. Again, I I love the TNT crew. I love Shaq and Chuck and Kenny, Ernie. I love that crew so much. But they don't get it. And I don't expect them to get it. And Those guys don't get it. Like, I saw guys, I, I, I saw NBA players on Twitter clowning it. Dude, like, did, did the Wolves just win the chip? Basically, let us have this, okay? We like, understand how ridiculous, like, we're, we're, we're not doing this with a lack of self-awareness, okay? It's been 17 years since the Kevin Garnett era came to a close. I mean, it, it, it lingered on for two more years, but, like, the peak yep. of the of Western Conference Finals was the last real moment of Timberwolves' relevance. Those TNT guys have maybe watched 10 Timberwolves games since then, right? And that's fine. I don't even fault them. They watched you know, some of the playoff games against the Rockets. They watched game 82 right. against the Nuggets, and they watched last night. And they might have watched a Kevin Love-Ricky Rubio game. And so, like, they haven't been grinding through this as a fan for the last almost 20 years. I mean, this is last, – last night the Timberwolves accomplished a huge goal and a, and a check mark to make this a successful season. And it was almost two decades of pent-up frustration and apathy and dysfunction, right? And even if they get swept by Memphis, which I don't think they're going to. I actually think they're going to put up a huge fight in that series and perhaps even win it. But, like, what difference does it make if you're one of the TNT guys or a player on another team or a fan in another market? What difference does it make for you if Timberwolves fans and players want to celebrate the way that they did last night? Does it take away from your team or your life or uh, like your viewing pleasure? Who cares, man? Like, well, it's it's it, it was a joyous celebratory night, and no one should apologize for it. Their contention is that is that the Wolves should act like you know, like okay, it's just a playing game. Which, by the way, I'm with if this was like the fourth consecutive year of playing games, but it's not. And the thing too that I think is important is this: Pat Bev and Ant were themselves like it would be one thing if they were low-key dudes and all of a sudden they won and it's like they turned it up to 10 and be like that's sort of weird but Ant and Pep ever liked this and so like their reaction was 1000% what I expected which was joyous because Ant plays the whole game like he is having a great time and Pat Bev is wound as tight as you could possibly be so like nobody did anything that in my opinion was out of body like it's not like Wiggy was up on the scores table. It's like, Andrew, what are you doing? Like, you never do that, right? Like, their response to that win was totally within the bounds of what I expected. So, like, why would I want them to suppress that? Like, yeah, don't no, be yourself now. I know. Yeah, they, they act, act like you've been there before. They literally have, like, the only guy that's been there before. I mean, D'Lo went to the playoffs with Brooklyn one year, right? Yes. And they won, like, yes. 42 games. Yes. Yeah. You know, Nate Knight yeah. played in four playoff games for the Hawks. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, like, no, Pat Bev is yeah. the only one that's experienced something. I mean, Cat played in some playoff games against the Rockets, kind of. <laughs> Stood well, off in the corner. Be- and, I mean, their best player had one of the worst games of his career, and they still won, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. the amount of things they overcame are pretty impressive to me. Yeah. Well, let's get into it here, boys. Let's do it, let's baby. Get- now on Mackie and John. You wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right, let's do it. Let's fire it up. The pie chart of praise off of a Timberwolves victory over the Clippers last night. And we'll get into the cat conversation too. But I've got six slices, boys. Six slices and probably could have sliced it even even uh, thinner in Judd wow. Zolgad fashion. But nice. I'm going to start from the, the smaller slices and work my way up. 10% to Malik Beasley, specifically hitting that three-pointer at the end of the third quarter. It felt like the wheels were coming off. The Clippers built, I believe, a nine-point lead going into like the final five seconds of the third quarter. And Cat had picked up another foul. So Malik Beasley goes down into the right corner and just drills a three at the buzzer to make it, I believe, a six-point game going into the fourth. It just felt more manageable going into the fourth after he hit that three-pointer. So I just don't think you can underestimate psychologically that bucket just okay whew, okay we're not down by nine yep. six is manageable get the ball make it four right like it just it's a smaller hill to climb yep 
10% Pat Beverly. You guys might think this is low, but you guys have your own pie charts coming up. Uh, you know, he was just steady, man. Like, he can run the point. He gets in opponent's heads. He's the emotional leader. You know, I'm not sure uh, if there's anything he can do to help Cat going forward here, because last night nobody was able to help Cat, but just the the pulse that is Pat Beverly, playoff Pat Beverly, manifesting this playoff appearance going back to last September. 10% to him. 10% to Chris Finch. I don't think this was Chris Finch's best game. And we kind of talked about this on yesterday's preview show with Dane Moore. That you know, they, It kind of feels like they're just going in like it's another game. And the Clippers are going to bring something specific. And they did. And it worked. And they took Cat out. It's everything we talked about, right? If I'm the Clippers, what do I do? I try to fluster Cat and get him. We said try to get him two or three fouls early. They got him four fouls in the first half. And they got him barreling into defenders and and uh, and just mentally completely short-circuiting, right? And so I think I think to put Towns to leave him out there with three fouls to pick up the fourth when he was that emotionally distraught was a huge coaching mistake. But the way that that team came together and played strategically without Cat the rest of the way, like they weren't planning on not having Cat for 24 minutes of that game, and they found a way with matchups and with ball movement to uh, to make it work anyway. So he gets he gets some credit. I don't think that was Chris Finch's best game, but he gets some credit there. Percent to the fans for everything we talked about. That you know, don't apologize for the way that you celebrated. Don't apologize for the way that you feel. It's kind of like that movie, The Little Giants, where they score their first touchdown. Uh, I don't know. I just think I think the fans brought some great energy and some great noise to that arena last night, and they deserve Agreed. credit. Agree. All right, thirty percent to D'Lo, and thirty percent to Ant rounds out my pie chart. Those guys deserve equal credit for just taking the game. Hitting huge buckets, hands and faces. Those guys were just outstanding last night. And D'Lo, you know, we've been criticizing D'Lo at times. Dude, you're a max player. You're $35 million player. Like, you can't just disappear during the biggest games down the stretch in the regular season. But he stepped up last night. And Anthony Edwards rising up under the bright lights. He's a bright lights player, as we've talked about. He showed it last night. So so 30% D'Lo, 30% Ant, 10% each to the fans, Chris Finch, Pat Bev, and Malik Beasley. That's my part. All right. The Rock knows I, how you I like feel it. about pie. Very Zolgadian, as you said, six parts. And that is that is interesting because I'm more Macadakian in my pie chart because mm. it's not going to be as big. I'm not doing six pieces. I'm just doing four. Four simple slices. I will start at the bottom and work my way up. 15% goes to the fans. The fans were electric last night. The fans um, played a role. Not going to say it was huge, but they played a role. That building was from start to finish before the start, before tip-off. That building was alive. It was fun. It was a place that it has rarely been since 2004. That's an unbelievable statement. Uh, but 15% goes to the fans. Kudos. Great job. Uh, the enthusiasm was awesome to watch. 20% goes to Pat Bev. Pat Bev was was one of two heartbeats of this team on, on a night that their best player had a terrible game scored what Carl Anthony Towns 11 points was basically a non-factor might have been a minus factor the team oh, I think very time. much played better without him on the floor yes uh but Pat Bev seven points so not a ton of points but as far as as leadership goes and I mean he was in foul trouble too and guess what he did he played through it he played through it because he's a veteran um he takes his emotions to the edge of the cliff, but unlike Cat, he doesn't go off the cliff. That's incredibly important. 20% Pat Bev. Man, Gerson Rosas, nice trade. Executive of the year. All right. <laughs> 30% goes to D'Lo. First quarter, terrible. Foul trouble. Easily probably could have gone south himself. I mean, personality-wise, I thought he might. Uh, he was frustrated, too. Much like a cat, but you know what he did? Started the second quarter, picked himself up off the floor, dusted himself off, and had a fantastic game. What, 29 points? So absolutely great. D'Lo, 30%. I think we have finally put the Gerson lost that trade to bed. I know he gave up a first-round pick uh, to Golden State, and I know that there are some who who think that that was too much. But if that's the type of game that you're going to get from D'Lo in the biggest game, you're not going to complain about it. Yeah, not no. one bit. Yeah, thirty percent, and that leaves 
my fourth slice, 35% for the guy who was a heart and soul guy, but also with 30 points, hit big shots. Um, the Wolves got off to shooting-wise a miserable start, but this guy scored the first seven points. And and he's the guy, I think, that established the fact that no matter how bad the game felt, it was always going to be close, which became really, really important. And, um, I mean, just in every way, he brings – he talks a big game, but he backs it up. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many guys it feels like don't do exactly that. Mm-hmm. So 35% to Ant, 30% to D'Lo, 20% to the veteran, grizzled veteran, Pat <laughs> Beverly, and 15% to the fans. You deserved what you got. Congratulations. I love it. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Love it. All right. Five slices of pie for me and my pie chart of praise here. All, five, six, four, five. Five slices. I'll start from the bottom and work my way up like the gentleman I am. 5%. Wolves fans. Wolves fans deserve this, dude. They have been hungry. We have been talking about all the random wolves on our YouTube channel yesterday, and they deserved a, a big a big slice of this. And 5% still can be a little bit low, but that arena was packed, and they can swing a momentum like that. And, you know, when Phil and I, Judd, we were waiting for you to get in the room yesterday, but Phil and I were talking about it felt like this game was so beyond the Wolves. Like, it felt like throughout, even though they only trailed that, like, at most by 10 points, it felt like the majority of this game, the Wolves were chasing it down 20. Like, it just had that feeling, but that the Wolves fans were clearly on the edge of their seats, standing up the whole time, keeping the Wolves in the game, keeping them engaged. They deserve some praise. They get 5% in my pie trader place. Uh, 15% to the Wolves bench. The Wolves bench plus 33 last night. And you need your bench to give you some quality minutes. I mean, plus 33 in a playoff game, you will take that every damn time. You know, D- Dane Morg was on with us yesterday, and he said, if we have to see Nas Reed, you know, for 20-plus minutes tomorrow, it's probably going to be a bad night for the Wolves. And it wasn't. Yeah. He it played wasn't. 21 minutes, and he was he was good. He was arguably he was the, their, their most solid player off the bench. And and Carl Anthony Towns, when he got in the foul trouble, just was completely ineffective. Um, he was the biggest reason. Uh, why the Wolves were still able to, to to stay in that game. Plus 17, was able to hit some big shots, play some key defense. He deserves a lot of praise. Um, Jaden McDaniels had a big bucket at the end of the first quarter. They deserve a lot of they deserve a lot of praise. Malik Beasley, Threesley as I like to call him, hitting some big buckets. Plus 33 off the Wolves bench. They get 15% of my pie chart of praise. Uh, 20% to D'Lo. It felt like in the first quarter he was just kind of a passenger. He wasn't doing anything negative, but I don't think he was doing anything positive. But then that second quarter... He goes off, I believe, 14 points of his 28 came in that second quarter and hit some really big shots, so 20% to D'Lo. Um, and then, let's see, you're 40%, or actually, you know what? I, I made a big math gap here because I eliminated one person off as I was doing it on the fly. Now you have to do math. Oh, no. Can Declan do pie chart math? Bankrupt State has let this show down again. This is the Reading Rainbow TikTok meme where Declan is trying to do math. 60%. 60% left in my pie chart of praise because I've done 40. 60% to Anthony Edwards going absolutely off. I mean, the lights were on, and the dude delivered. Hits the first three shots of the game, and then I was actually kind of surprised. Um, he was on the bench for a good chunk of the last half of the first quarter and even to start, I believe, the second quarter. But then he still was able, the entire time he was in, he logged 37 minutes. Um, I thought at the, at the rate they were going, by the end of the first, this dude was going to have to play the rest of the game. But Chris Finch still sat him on the bench. He still rotated men when it was appropriate. But when Ant was on the floor, hit 10 of 21 shots, 30 points from the game, and literally was the MVP. 20 years old, dude. This kid is so mature beyond his years and, yes, shows up in the biggest biggest ways. So that's my pie chart of praise. Four pieces, uh, 15% to the Wolves bench, 5% to Wolves fans, 20% to D'Lo, 60% to Anthony Edwards. There it is. All the right. Rock knows how you feel about pie. Right, let's have the cat conversation here. For, and we can, we can kind of carry the cat conversation into other shows this week, too. But, uh, but before we do, we got a new partner on the show here. Joe, why don't you tell the audience? And the, By the way, these partners help keep us with the lights on, help keep us entertaining you on a daily basis. And so we love when we get new advertisers on board. Tell them about it. This partner is going to help you out there, young or old. Mother's Day, May 8th. I want to introduce you to Spiral Light Candles. Gentlemen, Spiral Light Candles. I'm going to give you a little demonstration here. Thanks, Declan. You're welcome. Because... This is something that you can go online, uh, spirallightcandles.com, and order. Ooh. And this is, first of all, the scent is fantastic. Give it a like, sniff. These things smell 
Absolutely. Oh God, it smells. It smells, so smells like it, it smells, smells like, like Pat Beverly's sweat no, and shoes no. after last night. It's glorious. It, it smells like lilacs. Okay. Or so, that. So, that works too. Yeah. So for our so for our young our young fans out out there, guess what? Mom will love this. For guys who are you know cl- closer to sports dad's age, your wife will love this. This is not a cliche gift. I don't want to name gifts, but this is not a cliche gift. This is an original idea made locally, shipped here. And so guess what? It arrives quickly. Prices start, this is the incredible thing, at $14. Order $50 or more. It ships for free. Spiralightcandles.com. And if you don't take sports dad's word, take sports mom's word. Because I brought, I, I got about three of these. Dawn sampled them and mm-hmm. said, I ordered more. Wow. So Dawn has already gotten more. Spirallightcandles.com. Guys, I'm telling you right now, Mother's Day, May 8th. Surprise her. She will love these. And plus, they smell so doggone awesome. good. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, support them. Support us. We appreciate it. Let's let's have a quick cat conversation here. I'm, I have a feeling that we would have talked for hours about this if they hadn't won the game because it was just like, yes. like – and, and by the way, like I, I'm – Whenever there's a Minnesota sports game that kind of rises up on the national level, I like to just sample what are the national shows, how what are they saying about? And I haven't had a chance to comb through everything yet, but De- Declan tweeted out this morning. I want to hear what Stephen A. Smith had to say about oh things. I am curious to hear what Stephen A. said, but I fired up the Ringer. I think it was uh, it was uh, Bill Simmons' podcast with Kevin, o- a friend of the show, by the way, Kevin uh, O'Connor from not Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer. They literally led with how embarrassing Cat was last night, and the Ewing theory that when you take a take a player off a team, the team gets better. Like, and it was just so glaring. Like, it's not that he just kind of had a bad game and disappeared. It, it it was it was embarrassing. It was immature. It was petulance. It was a complete lack of emotional intelligence. I mean, when you need Jake Lehman to calm you down on the bench for ten minutes in the second half. Because you can't get yourself together mentally. Yep. This is why the league laughs at Towns. This is why the league doesn't take Towns seriously. This is why the TNT guys clown him whenever they get a chance to, right? Like, Correct. So it just, now he's got this Memphis series to make up for it. Otherwise, this might have been the lasting image of him this season. But, dude, it is time to grow up. That was embarrassing for everyone involved last night. And don't tell me, well, but what is he supposed to do? The officials are this and that. The officials were garbage, but he was committing some ridiculously stupid fouls, and he was complete. Officials are going to do what they're going to do. You think Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett back in the day just got derailed in a big game? No, they find a way to stay on the court. They find a way to keep their composure mentally. It is time to grow up. That was my Biggest frustration last night. What did you guys see? So a guy like Ant welcomes the pressure, but he thrives off of it. A guy like Pat Bev goes up to the edge of the cliff and plays there, but he doesn't fall off. Ant is overwhelmed by the moment before it starts. And and so everything that happens to him impacts him, and it's often not positive. There was one sequence, I think it was in the third quarter last night, when Paul George was called for a foul that, guess what, fans, was probably a bad call. Like, yep. like the Clippers got some bad calls, too. And Paul George didn't like the call. And so Paul George went to the referee very calmly, explained what he didn't like about it, walked away, and that was it. And guess what? The referees respect that. Yes. And, and when he, or and Cat, when he finally got the call last night, got a call in the first half to go to the free throw line actually gave this bemused look and smirked and like shrugged his shoulders like finally like well the crowd started chanting you know yeah, like well, they started suck. cheering yeah. Like, whatever yeah but here's the but here's the problem cat got away with that crap in the regular season same thing because they used to chant bull bleep bull bleep which i liked a lot more <laughs> swearing's funner but you know ref you suck and there were moments in the regular season when i was there when Cat would amp the crowd up and like start to show, start to raise his arms, like yeah, keep that coming. Do you think you're going to get calls? Do you think? I mean, and that doesn't even get into the fact that you are allowing the moment to eat you up. You're a professional yeah. athlete. What's the most important thing? 
that you find a way to thrive off the atmosphere, yet disassociate yourself from the bad. Like, that's why teams can come back. That's why a stadium can be going nuts. I mean, there's nothing as a sports fan I love more for a team than to see them in a hostile environment and for their best player to shut the crowd up. Yes. Because it's awe-inspiring to see a human being who can tune it out. Yep. Cat can't even come close yet. And that's my problem. And that's where, like, I don't think this is one bad game. I don't think that this is, uh, well, he's got to sit down and, and fix this. Because I guarantee you, Chris Finch has tried. This is really a question of how do you rein this in? Because everything that happened last night from before that game started was in Cat's head. And Ant used it constructively. Pat Bev constructively. Mm-hmm. D'Lo didn't at first, but found a way to channel him, himself. Carl Anthony Towns, arguably, as, as Patrick said, one of the top 15 players in this league throughout the course of an entire game, never figured out how to use it to his advantage. That is a massive problem, not last night, going forward. And if the Wolves are going to go up a, a hill here, hopefully, and become a really contending team, I don't know. You can't tolerate this. So it either has to change or something has to change. And they can't – and, like, the idea that they can compete with Memphis and go six, seven games or beat Memphis in a series is predicated on Cat playing at his peak level. Like, he is, he is your best player – when he's playing at his peak level, yeah, you're not going to beat Memphis with him getting into foul trouble and playing 24 minutes and losing his mind. So I'm so curious to see how he responds to this. I'm willing to give him some grace, even though this is like the seventh year of him in the NBA and he's had this problem for the entire duration of his career. I don't think you can just... He's not just going to like flip a switch mentally and all of a sudden become Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan... You know, Kobe Bryant, like that ship has sailed. But is there some middle ground here where he can at least be a contributing member of the team? <laughs> I mean, he was not even a contributing member of the team last he was, night. He was you a know? negative. Mm-hmm. He was a negative. But, Phil, I mean, he was coming. So the the uh, Wolves bench is right by us. There was at least two or three times he came off the floor after being called for fouls. He, you know, clearly, of course, did not like. And he's literally almost so emotionally over um, dra- dramatized. He's almost in tears. And he's like, they won't let me drive. They won't let me do. It's like, dude, that doesn't matter right now. And, and by the way, they, they, it's not the refs that aren't letting you drive. You are barreling into Clippers defenders. Oh. The Clippers aren't letting you drive. So you need right. to find a different way to impact the game. It's a chess and, match, guy. And there was one point, too, and this is the little stuff that drives you crazy. And, like, it's a starting point of what has to change. There was one point, too, I think it was in the second half, third quarter probably, where Cat was – no, it was in the second. And Cat was on – tried to post up. And a Clipper player bodied him up because, of course, he did. Mm-hmm. And he started, like, flailing away, like trying to show I'm being fouled, I'm being fouled. No, oh, dude, play through it. Yeah. Plan, but I mean, man. it's the exact type of thing you can't. He's like literally like throwing himself forward. He mm-hmm. he didn't fall, but he's throwing himself forward, and then he's stumbling backwards. Yep. It, and refs and these refs why? are human. And Ed Malloy is a clown, and Scott yeah. Foster is a clown, and like multiple yeah. things can be true. You know, going in that those guys are going to try and make it about them. Hey, we're on national TV too. I'm Ed Malloy. Like the the BS that Ed Malloy pulled when he he gave the double technical to Pat Beverly and and Morris. And then he realized, oh, God, Morris already had, I don't want to eject him. He already has a technical. And then he pulled a mulligan. Oh, we're going to review it, actually. Uh, it looks like it was just Beverly. It's like, no, you're a clown. Don't call anything or stick to the first call. You don't need to review that. You saw what you saw. And now you're trying to. It's like, you know, going in that those guys are going to try and impact the game. And you know, going in that the Clippers are going to double you on every touch because they want to take you out of the game because you're awesome. Figure it out. Like, that was one of the, the biggest joys about watching KG. Super highly emotional player, Kevin Garnett, and channeled it. And now there were times where he would punch Francisco Elson in the groin in a game against the Nuggets in the playoffs. Not, not saying he was perfect and flawless, but like, you want to double me every position? Here, dump it in. Here, your double. Let me hold the right. ball up in the air. Cool, right. now I'm being doubled. Now someone's wide open. Boom, rocket pass to Fred Hoiberg in the corner. Sam Cassell over on the elbow, right? Like going in, he knew I'm going to keep my composure. They're going, to, of course, they're going to double me. I'm freaking Kevin Garnett. I welcome the double team, and now I'm going to go to work. 
And, of course, these officials are going to insert themselves. They're officials. But I'm going to play through it and keep my mouth shut, you know? Yes. yes. So just like – Great point. I don't know. There's plenty more to talk about, and there's things that can be fixed here. We can talk about throughout the rest of the week. But that was that was really tough to watch last night with Towns. It, it literally reminded me of – and if they would have lost this game um, – Obviously, I think we our tone would be more like salacious on probably on on Towns' performance, but it it reminded me of Cousins. It reminded me it 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 was it was this moment where the 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 lights were big and you weren't able to deliver. And yeah, I mean it's different in in football and basketball that referees I do think play a little bit more factor um, than than the referees in football do. But like this reminded me of Week 17 against the Bears in 2018. Like all you got to yeah. do. Kirk is rise up and playing. You're playing a, a B squad Bears team. I know the Clippers had Paul George out there last year, but like all you have to do is just be yourself and ball out, and you're, this team's going to the playoffs. And you sabotage the game because you weren't able to do it. It reminded me of a Kirkian performance where we have ripped him before. It was in that same Venn diagram for me. I agree with that. I agree completely. Yep. yep. All right. Let's pause here, boys, and let's get to write that down predictions and an accountability session. And maybe my maybe Maya Mackey can. Maya Mackey got something to say about that. He's mad about cat. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah, that's right. This is the most innovative high wire act in Minnesota sports and beyond. Probably in all of media, quite frankly. How many people really put statistics next to their predictions? It's very dangerous. People might feel like they they aren't right often enough and they might be in jeopardy of losing their jobs. I don't know. Maybe our bosses don't consume the show on Wednesday, so they don't know that we're generally wrong on our predictions. But we put the stats out there. It's called Write That Down with an accountability session every single Wednesday. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Well, we do every week on two shows, <laughs> Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. It's great. And today's predictions are going to be presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They're also longtime supporters of the Timberwolves. And so they're probably celebrating just like we are after the Wolves. And you know what? Don't apologize. If you're Federated, don't apologize for celebrating. These clowns around the country trying to celebration shame us because we get to experience joy for the first time in years as Timberwolves fans. Federated's here to help your business get to a new level through risk management and all sorts of tools and resources and people that can help your business. They specialize in specific industries. You can find a full list at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate, like Alex is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app. There's a quick message button at the bottom of the home screen there. Are you guys ready for the accountability session? A lot of things came off the board. I'm excited. Let's do it. I think you guys are going to find the results favorable for you. Start with Judge here. This is actually one of the better weeks of the year for Judd. All right. Look at all the green on the screen here. Oh wow. So we'll start with we'll start with the bad. We'll start with the negative here. Sure. And by the way, if my I don't know, I got a notification yesterday that Xfinity is working on internet in the area and there may be outages today and tomorrow. So just grind through this with me, if you will. Jack. Okay. I hope they're I hope it's just you <laughs> and not St. Louis Park, Minnesota as well. I think it I think it might be everywhere. Uh, Max Kepler, you said, let's start with the bad. Max Kepler will be traded by the Twins before the season. He was not. Mm -hmm. You also said Miguel Sano will be traded before the season. By the way, both those predictions should have happened. (laughs) Does Sano have a hit yet? No. I don't think so. I don't. No, he doesn't. He didn't have a hit last night. Unless he got one late in last night's game after I departed the ballpark to go to the Wolves. You could have gone back to the ballpark. It sounds like the game took forever. The rain delays. All right, and then you had a run of correct predictions here. Nice little run here. You said Tiger Woods will make the cut at the Masters. Mm -hmm. The Wolves will make the play-in tournament and qualify for the actual NBA postseason. All right. Uh, borderline home run there, but you know, like they just had to win one of two games and they were going to be favored. So that's a nice little, like ringing double off the fence there. Wolves making the plan and qualifying right. for those. Yeah. You know what? I'm fine with that. 
You said Chris Finch will get a contract extension of three or more years before the start of next season. He got one. You beat the buzzer on this one. You said Pat Bev will be assessed 10 or more technical fouls this season. Now, this doesn't count the play-in game where he did get a technical foul, but he got his 10th technical foul, I think, the last game of the year. And then he got fined because he called the referee garbage. Yep. (laughs) That's hilarious. You said not only will Randy Dobnak not be in the starting rotation, he will not be on the Twins' 26-man roster. He's not even on the 28-man roster because he's hurt. He's on the 60-day DLIL, whatever the heck they call it. Whatever you want to call it. And you said Brent, another buzzer beater, Brent Rooker, will not be back with the Twins organization for this season. Look at you, dude. Wow. Nice. Do you even remember that Brent Rooker prediction? No. No no recollection whatsoever. (laughs) It's hilarious. No, I don't. All right. I had one thing come off the board. I said Justin Thomas will win the Masters. Whoops. Yeah. He played pretty well, but he wasn't really in contention. Call him JT. All right, listeners, I, w- I want to highlight this oh, one. God. It's not off the board yet, but X-Twins News said Ant Edwards will score 50 points in a game by the end of the regular season. He dropped. They tried so hard, he got 49. If he doesn't score 50 in the regular season, then he'll drop 40 or more in a playoff game. So it's still on the board, but I just wanted to highlight the bad beat nature of right that down here. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah, it's- uh, Sam said Max Kepler will be traded before Twins opening day. But the listener is battled back here. Reed said the Wolves will finish within 10 games of 500. If they had won their last game, then this would have been incorrect. He meant 10 games on either side oh, okay. of 500. I was going to ask. Okay. They finished exactly 10 games above 500. And then we have a couple, a couple of long balls here, boys. Matt with a home run prediction. He said... In the 2022 Grammys, Leave the Door Open by Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic will win Record of the Year and Song of the Year. And that was correct on both fronts. What song is that? Well, it's, I'm yeah. not going to sing it, but you should definitely. It's a great. Go, just go listen to the, to the Silk Sonic album. No. Eh, I don't know if the That's audience okay. needs that right now from me. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I, th- I, it's great. Like if it's kind of a, it's kind of a throwback. Like the album and that song are kind of like it's like seventy soul music vibe. So okay. Oh, nice. It. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Joe with a home run prediction. He said the Timberwolves will increase their win total by more than any other team compared to last year, and they did. Oh yeah. Good bomb. Nice week. Pretty good week for Declan. Pretty good week. Little mixed bag here. We'll start with the good. You said at least one of these five will not make the cut at the Masters. Spieth, Rory, Adam Scott, Finau, Justin Rose. Uh, a few of the, like, Justin Rose, I think, missed the cut, yeah. too. So. What's happened so, to Spieth? Yeah, he's like 20th in the world, but I don't know, he's, just, he's not the same guy. And then, man, this was, this was dialed in. You said Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler would finish top 10 at the Masters. They were in the final freaking pairing together. So uh, this is a home. We, we're giving you a home run for this one, by the way. Oh, thank you. I was going to ask. I didn't put it on the screen, but like that's pretty pretty impressive prediction right here. Uh, you said Sonny Gray won't throw more than eighty pitches on opening day through seventy six. Backdoor, baby. Nice job. Some incorrect stuff here too. You said Correa will hit the first home run for the Twins this year. Wolves will not be the sixth seed. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this was correct. You said Wolves will not be. Wait a second. Will not I might have butchered this one. Seed or better. I had to shorten this one for uh, screen purposes. You said, let's find this. The Timberwolves will not be in the play-in. I butchered this on the screen here, but okay, the real prediction it. is the Timberwolves will not be in the play-in. They will be a six, six seed, seed or, or better. better. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that was I, okay. I remember that too. You said sometimes you know I gotta I gotta edit these for length so that we can no, run out of screen. Mm-hmm. You said by the end of the regular season, the credible report that LeBron James wants out of the Lakers. I mean, to this point, he hasn't said that. And there, I mean, there's been like there's a ton of dysfunction, but he wants to remain a Laker. Donaldson and Sano will not be on the Twins. Well, Sano is. And you said the Twins will be 500 or above by this week's write that down. They are two and three heading into this game. So kind of a mixed bag for Dex, who still leads with a 452 batting average and four home runs. Judd at 432 with three home runs. I'm at 295 with two home runs. Listeners have tied for the home run lead at four, and they bat 286 on the season. All-time Judd, 219 hits, leads the way. Listeners with 23 home runs, they lead the way 
in that category. Whew. There's your accountability oh, session, boys. It was. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So, all right, let's get Alex in here. He's our guest listener predictor on today's show. Uh, we got to hang out and cheer some surleys with Alex a few weeks ago at the Brew Hall. So, Alex, what's going on, man? What's your strategy today? Um, I'm going to go with hopefully what the Vikings are going to be like and just push the ball down the field. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> chunk, you're looking for chunk plays? I Is am, that yeah. Happening? Okay. <laughs> so we'll go Alex, Judd, Declan, and then back to me. Three trips around the room. We'll start with Alex. Lead us off, sir. All right. I'm feeling a little twins on the first one so we're gonna go with a, a little parlay the twins are gonna win more than 90 games and win a playoff series wow Ooh, interesting okay finally I, I, i'm i'm kind of tired of there's always next year i'm kind of i'm ready for something yeah i mean this would be this would oh, be well. a huge exorcism if they could not only win a game but a playoff yeah. series this would be the first playoff series win since 2002 Yes, hey, and I think I was in, like, third grade. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, 11, 12, Alex, so I feel you there. Um, question on, on the playoff series part, because now that mm-hmm. the wild card game is done, does the wild card round count as a playoff series round? Like, does that yeah. it, what, does Alex hit a, hit a correct prediction because they do, right? Yeah, 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 it does. That's what I thought, too. And, and what is, okay, is that two out of three? What What is the wild card? Yes. Two out of three. Back to the pandemic, two out of three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Season. Yep, that, that's counts. Yep. No, that's, that's a playoff series. series. Sure. Are yeah. you kidding? If they win a playoff game, if they win two playoff games? <laughs> yeah, we're counting <laughs> that. Miracle. This down. We're counting that for sure. All right, Judd. All right. Um, first prediction on the NBA playoffs. The Wolves-Memphis first-round series will go at least six games. Yeah. So that yeah, thing is going to go at least six games. I, I'm not going to go with the Wolves are going to win, uh, but I do think it's going to be tightly contested. Of course, that will depend if one player in particular plays well. But I'm going to go Declan at least six games for that series. Okay. Yeah. I it's like it. gettable. It is gettable. It is gettable, but. Memphis is really good, but it's a, Write this down. It's a gettable series. All right, Dex. All right, my first prediction. Carl Anthony Towns will score at least 50 points combined in the first two games against the Grizzlies. So my thought process here is he's, a, he's eventually going to get his act together in these first two games. I don't care how he gets, whether he goes off the first game or goes off the second game, but he'll get up to 50 points combined in the first two games of the series. Up to or at least? Excuse me, at least. At least 50 points combined in the first two games against the Grizzlies. That's what I've written down. <laughs> right. I was talking it out loud and then I almost screwed myself. Okay. Judd's got the flag. If that happens, I can tell you. Get the flag. Get the flag. There's the towel. Wolves towel. Yeah, baby. I I have a similar. I'm going to stick with a similar prediction here. So game one against Memphis, Carl Anthony Towns will drop at least 20 points and at least 10 rebounds. He's going to he's going to bounce back right away. Okay. I don't know how you can't. I almost feel like, dude, you were the only one who wasn't actually at that party last night. How do you not look around? at your composed teammates and figure it out to some extent. So I think I think these next few days are going to be good for him. At least 20 and 10 in game 1 against Memphis. Write this down. All right, Alex, your second prediction. All right. So I just saw that Tiger and Phil both filed their paperwork for the US Open, so they're oh. both going to win or make the cut. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. oh. Tiger so it's kind of a parlay that they're both so they they're going to play and they're because filing the paperwork, you can still yeah. like back out. So you're mm-hmm. it's kind of a parlay. They're going to both play, and they're both going to make the cut. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one that Phil's never gotten. Phil's finished runner up mm-hmm. about a hundred times at the yeah. end. He's never got it. See what happens. All right, Judd, back to you. All right, I will uh, stay with the Carl Anthony Towns theme. Cat will score twenty or more points in each of the Wolves playoff games. So he will score twenty or more points in each of the Wolves playoff games. Mm. however long they play for, which isn't great, but it's certainly an improvement on the 11 points he scored last night. Hmm. Write this down. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Dex? All right, I'll go with a uh, Twins prediction here. Miguel Sano will hit his first home run between now and next week's. Write that down. 
Miguel Sano, no home runs. All I keep hearing about, I've upset some Twins bloggers yesterday because uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Kirk Tober and Miguel Sano may are like the same thing. They're the best athlete on the field in their respective port, sports in their respective months. But you know what? Sano's been cold. He'll get his first bomb of the year between now and next week's. Write that down. I think Declan and I are using the same write that down cheat sheet today. Oh, I literally have the same one here. So I'm, uh, I'll come back to a Twins one. I'm going to stay on the Wolves here. Write this down. All right, write this down. The Timberwolves will have a lead in the Memphis series at some point. Okay. It's not like, not like leading a game. I mean, I mean right. like they'll, they'll be up 1-0 or 2-1 or 3-2 or something. They will have a lead in the series at God, some you're point. You're going to be so excited. At that point in time, you're going to declare that they're going to win the series. Your hopes well, are they just need game one. They just need game one to fulfill this yeah. one. Let's get it. Write this down. All right, Alex, your third and final prediction, sir. All right, so the Wild are going to make the Western Conference Finals. Hell yeah, Alex. Wow, dude. Let's bring it. That's like we got we got like a wild there, the wild playoffs are teed up here in a couple yeah. weeks. I think yeah. like ten games left or so. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the first day of the playoffs in the NHL? Uh, is it like right around? Is it draft weekend? I it's no like idea. May second. Yeah, oh, it's, like, it's like the week after. It's, it's into May. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So Alex, bringing it, bringing the big predictions here. Yeah. Since you've got this platform now, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Um, I'm going to have to say my wife, Kristen, who went to the brew hall with me mm-hmm. to just sit there and listen to us <laughs> gab about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I don't know. Her and I got into like a 20-minute nope. bachelor bachelor debate. Yeah, That's I don't, true. Point, I don't so. know, Alex. <laughs> yeah, she, she did enjoy that conversation. She I did say it. that. Yeah, I think we might just, at some point, we might just pivot the whole show to Bachelor, Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. That's what Declan and I have been you pushing know, for, but Judd yeah. has resisted to this point. You know, so. wives deserve all the credit <laughs> they really do. God bless them, man. Are they patient with us? I did try to explain, was it last year when you guys are doing a Bachelor, like 60 seconds of a Bachelor explaining it to Judd? Yeah. I, I told her, tried to get her to watch that just to see if uh, she'd like it, but I never got it. Uh, well, we'll try and listen. We'll try and mix mix some more bachelor recaps in, and we can we can build the the female side of our, of our demographic <laughs> here. So, all right, Alex, nice work, dude. We'll get you on again sometime for sure. Sounds good. Right. Thank you. Thanks, awesome. Alex. That's guest listener predictor Alex. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm feeling before we get to our last round of predictions here, I'm feeling pretty pretty good. In my chill boys these last few days. We've got a couple pair of long underwear now. Just kind of wearing them all over the place. Put some shorts on over them. Walk the dog outside, yeah, feeling like an NBA player, player with that's my. What I said. Uh, you know, yeah, it's great. Exactly. <laughs> got the got the kicks. Sometimes I'll go around with like just the Chill Boys long underwear and the Nike kicks. Right. Oh, wow. Here. Yeah. Shoes off, baby. The neighbors think I'm weird, but well, that's that's... what's one word to describe how Chill Boys are making you guys feel today? Liberating. Mm-hmm. Always free. Playoffs. Yep. I feel like I, th- th- I'm in my playoffs here. Like th- this is this is what I feel like. I'm in my playoffs with my chill boys on. So I, I would say playoffs. One word I would use. I, I'm gonna say Pat Bev. I'm feeling like Pat Bev felt standing on top of the stores table, shouting to the world like Kevin Garnett. You know, anything is possible. That's all. Chillboys.com. It's not a base company. Check them out. Chillboys.com. All right, Judd. Third and final prediction. A prediction I think right, I make down. once a year around. This time, so it's come due again. Matt Dumbo will be traded by the Wild <laughs> this offseason. I made this exact prediction last year. It didn't come true. Um, but I think, I think I've think i got enough information this time to make a pretty educated guess. Matt Dumbo will be traded by the Wild this offseason. Okay. All right. How many times have you gone back to that well? Well, I found it from last year. I'm willing to bet I predicted it two years ago i couldn't find that that one but i don't think i've kept those so yeah it, it's a yearly prediction eventually it will probably come to fruition okay okay, okay. write this down dex all right my third and final prediction i'll go back to the wolves uh write this down ant edwards will score more points than john morant in a playoff game so at some point yeah. in this series there will oh, be a game that. where ant will score yeah. more points than john i see that dude i I haven't done a full dive into this matchup yet, but Ja has a lot of Westbrook tendencies where we talked about this early in the week. In the regular season, he's just going to bring more energy than you, and he's going to—he's an energizer bunny player. 
but he's not a great shooter. And so I feel like if you can if you can just make him shoot, there's going to be a game where Ja misses 15 shots or something, you know, and uh, you can steal a couple games. That'll be a really interesting chess match to watch, how they handle Ja Morant. The matchup to really break down that I don't know yet, but is going to be intriguing to me is the coaching one. Yeah, a couple the, of, couple of coach, of, coach of the Year candidates for sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, write this down. I was going to do the, the Sano home run prediction, but Declan already down. beat me to it. So write this down. He is 0 for 16 to start the season. He will be benched at some point between now and next week's write that down. Pretty early to just, like, they have an off day built in tomorrow. You know, yeah, like, it's pretty so early to just. he doesn't start. He will not. There will be a game where he does not start between now and next week's write that down. Okay. Like, and and off the so. record, what I'm saying is they're going to have to give him a, a breather of some kind. You know, but like yesterday, Luis Arise came off the bench. I can't justify Miguel Sano being in the lineup and Luis Arise not. At this I know, point. dude. It doesn't make sense. He's not a good. He's not a good player. <laughs> right. I don't know what more you need to see. He well, like so he's he's going to hit thirty home runs and give you nothing else defensively or offensively. All right. If Kirloff comes around, which he's not yet, if he comes around and Sano does not. I think you have to move Kirloff to first base and and con- consider your options in left field, don't you? Or do you just move Luis Arise to first base? No, he's played some first base before. And it's not like the prototypical first baseman, but yeah, whatever, no whatever he needed to do to get his no bat how, in the lineup. Yeah, but, but I think Kirloff long-term projects as a first baseman, correct? Probably. He's, uh, I don't yeah, he's mind. Not exactly, he's he's don't not mind. Mr. Wheels in the outfield. Yeah, I don't mind. Right. There. Yeah. He's kind of like Kadir, where like he'll, he'll make the plays, but... The range is going to be pretty limited, you know. But yeah, Miguel Sano is over. He's come to the plate twenty times. He's drawn three walks. I think he got hit by a pitch at one point, but he has zero hits. Obviously, zero home runs. So the at bats are not. They're hard to watch right now. And he's not. He's April and March. April has always been his worst. He's just not good to start the season. But dude, you don't get sixty days to warm up. <laughs> you know, like the, yeah. these games matter too, just like last year. Yeah. So anyhow, all right. Those are the predictions. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Let's uh, let's do it again tomorrow, boys. Mackie and Judd Daily, Minnesota Sports we Entertainment. We get the here, flag here one more go. time. There we go. There we go. Wolves towel. Wolves towel. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Mackie myself. and Judd. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.